Hello and welcome to the Reading Entertainment Podcast, episode 393 for April 2nd, 2023. My name is Nathan Reed Spruth. Joining me this week, we have Andrew Roe McFain. It's me. And a kitty cat. And, and a kitty. And we're also joined by Connor the Cyberpunk Monk Bash. So while we watch anime, so while we play League. And we're also joined by special guest, Nicole. Am I allowed to say your last name? Yes. Okay, Nicole, Nicole, Robinson, Carol. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a public figure. It's totally okay. <laughs> okay. Some people, uh, you know, they just don't want to have their last names on podcasts and stuff. So, and we're joined Understood. by the anonymous Miss Johnson. Miss Johnson. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. Can you put a cool filter on my voice? <laughs> uh, no. You can, but Reeton will not do that. I, oh, I will not. No. no. Uh, I would have to do that as multi-track audio, and I'm not doing that. So well, let's just hey, I, got, I get the skills to do that. But anyway, well, I could do it. Uh, yes, yeah, but... it's been a minute and a half, but I'm digging the new music. Thank you. That was done by uh, Evan some Brown, I believe. Person on Fiverr. No, it wasn't done by some person on Fiverr. That was done by a, a guy from a band named Seamus that was featured in uh, Rock Band. Cool. Anyway, very cool. Evan Brown, I believe his name is. Anyway, uh, let's start with Nicole, since you're hardly ever here. Have you played any fun games this week? Yeah, I... Uh, Wait, what am I, I supposed have... to do? What am I doing here? I need to ask where you're from first. Oh, yes, yes. Well, uh, are you talking about what what I what I Like, like where or... you could be found online uh, and uh, yes, you want yes. to advertise. Yeah. Get okay, your plugs well, out of the way. Okay, well, funny funny story. I accidentally deleted my YouTube channel. Oh, <laughs> Wait, how did you accidentally? Nah, it's just delete. Did you get well, drunk? No. Is that well? Is, well, no, actually, this... no. Actually, what happened was I was kind of I was clearing out old email addresses, and I accidentally deleted the Google address that was attached to the YouTube account. Oh. oh. And I think there's a way to recover it, but I haven't figured out how yet. But in any case, I'll just skip that because uh, I am I'm the morning edition host on KUNC in Greeley, Colorado. And Yay. so you can find and so you can find me at KUNC.org. Um I'm also on Twitter at KUNC Nicole N-I-K-O-L-E. And on Instagram I am at NRC underscore on underscore KUNC. Now with the NPR, I know when you were in Vegas, it was online like you could you could go online and there was a broadcast that you could listen to there in case you weren't in the area is that the case where you're at now as well oh absolutely yeah you can you can go to kunc.org and there's a live stream there and you can also find you know some different stories i've done and some of my colleagues have done good good well that's fun um and a and connor where can we find you website. what what where can we find you? Yeah, there. Sorry, he knocked my headphones off again. Oh, I, I was <laughs> wondering what the hell was going that. on. I was concerned. Yeah, well, you, you can find us at aroa.website. One of those links is Clinton Score Classics, which is my first edition Pathfinder actual play podcast of Rise of the Rune Lords. And, and you should check it out because I work hard on that. What? But it's ours. It's not just yours. It's ours. It's, it's his. He does all the work, dude. He I pay for it. He he does pay for it. So was, yes, you are the producer. I was gonna that, say that does not make you the owner though. I was gonna say something really bad. I say, does he get a producer credit on Rise of the Rune Lords? I, I was gonna say I'm the Harvey Weinstein of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't you think want, you to want do that, that credit. Probably not. And of course, you can find me Nathan Reeton Spruth everywhere at Reeton. So Twitter at Reeton. Uh, you can find me complaining about. Logan Paul being at WrestleMania because I think he should be in prison. And you can find me at Twitch Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific time to 9 p.m. Pacific time uh, on, on you know, Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Reeton. And you can also find my YouTube. I, you know, mainly just post my podcast on there right now, 
but I also have the podcast everywhere. So if you're listening to this on Spotify, but want to listen to it on Amazon or Stitcher or whatever, I'm there as well. So let's move on and ask Nicole what games you played this week. <laughs> and now we get back to where we were. Yes. <laughs> what so, is a format? Right. Well, last time I was on here, the plugs were at the end. <laughs> so a lot has changed. But in any case, this week, uh, I picked up, in the last couple of weeks, I picked up Chrono Cross because Chrono Trigger is a favorite of mine and I, I hadn't played Chrono Cross. So I've, I've gotten a little bit into that. It's, it's, it's fun. You know, I know that people are not a big fan sometimes of the, of the PS2 era graphics, but, you know, it's okay. The, the, the new edition on Switch has a little bit of an upgrade to it, so that's cool. And I also have been playing a game that we're actually going to talk about in the stories in the newscast. I believe. Oh no, we're not. I'm gonna. Not. I'm gonna have to stop you right there. <clears throat> Chrono Cross yeah. was made for the PlayStation One. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. that's, it's older. It's older <laughs> than I thought. Even okay. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wait a minute. I'm Nathan. I'm gonna correct you on when Chrono Cross was made. Well, yeah. bro, it's well, not the first time. It's not the first time <laughs> I've been mansplained to. It's not gonna be the last. <laughs> it's all right. Listen, but anyway. Well, anyway, it's 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 an old ass game that I haven't played yet, but now I'm trying it out and enjoying it. Good. <laughs> and in any case, the but the other game I was I was actually looking through our list of stories here, and I thought we were going to bring it up, but we're not. So the uh, the the lovely little April Fool's game that was released by the Sonic team that's actually real, the murder of Sonic the Hedgehog. I mean, as soon as I found out about it, I had to download it and check it out, and it is really cute and really fun. The only thing I'm having an issue with is some of the the grammar issues and spell. I'm seeing lots of misspellings, comma splices, and my my inner grammar geek is like raging, and I, I'm fighting her every step of the way. But it's a really cute game, and I recommend it, especially since it's free. Yeah, getting what you paid for. I figured we'd talk about it because I think Aroa also played that. I did. Yeah. See. Did you finish it already? Yep. Oh yeah. no, yeah, three hours. If the I didn't have a new... did. <laughs> good. Go the, the trailer did make me crack up pretty hard. The uh, where, where it's like, join us on Sonic's biggest adventure next, where he is dead. <laughs> Sonic yeah. goes to hell. Um, I don't know. I, I might have been able to finish it if I didn't have an almost five-year-old running around. That's how much yeah. has changed since the last time I was on the podcast, folks. I think <laughs> I just popped him out the last time. <laughs> yep, yep. Five years. We've been doing this podcast for too long. How have we been doing this shit this long? And, and still have no popularity. Anyway, because no, we have no marketing budget. That's right. true. That's true. So, uh, Aroa, what games have you played? Uh, Sonic game. Yeah, I played the. I played that Sonic game. I streamed the whole thing on the Twitch. It was my first Twitch stream in like at least a year. I. Uh, you've was... done Twitch streams within the year, I think. Yeah, yeah I, uh, you might be right. I but, don't remember. Probably was before. It's probably wow. Let's face it. It's probably. Uh, it was, I don't know. It was something stupid, yeah. certainly. In any case, uh, yeah, it was really good. I liked it a lot. Um, yeah. Good. Did you play just anything else? Cute little point and click. Uh, not really. Um, oh, uh, I do think uh, if you're, you're a fan of the Vampire Survivors, which everyone should be, uh, you should check out the new beta that you can get the code for it in the forum on Steam. Uh, the new beta is testing out the Unity engine upgrade. So, oh, oh, hell yeah. I will nice. Yeah, it, they're, they're finally right on the edge of moving everything over to Unity, so the frame rate won't take a big shit whenever more than, like, 20 enemies get on screen. And uh, there's also new DLC coming. And I, I imagine that they'll probably show up at roughly the same time. So, yeah. Cool. cool. And anything else notable? Did the kitty play anything? Uh, well, yeah, that's the most important question. Oh, uh, we, we played hide in the basement, and the kitty had to go in a carrier so that the other cats wouldn't, wouldn't try to attack him. Oh. Um, I see. That was, was a real fun time, because we got to be part of the, the big storm chain. Came through the Midwest uh, on Friday evening. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
I I played uh before we move on to Connor. I played my girlfriend's cat decided to get behind the dryer because she wanted attention. I was talking See, about that. This cat only not has three legs, so he can't really jump anywhere. Oh, that's sad. No, see, my cat just likes to sneak up behind the dog and smack her on the ass and run. <laughs> um, and then we have Connor. What games have you played this week? It's me. I played staying sick at home this week, so I got a lot of Steam Deck time in, kind of. Good. Uh, I, I played a little bit of Battlefield 2042 in, like, the hour-long increments that I'd be out of bed playing video games. That was fun. I've been trying to think of why I enjoy this game so much and, like, I'm not just getting bored of it. And it's 100% the, the setting. I like walking around the worlds. I like seeing how maps evolve as war happens on them. If it wasn't interesting and pretty to look at, I definitely would not be playing it as much as I am. Now, are you and... playing the multiplayer, or are you playing single-player? I don't think it has a single-player. I might be I wrong about so that. either. Oh, so, okay. yeah, just, just multiplayer. Uh, I said this last week before, too. First-person shooters, like, fast-paced ones like this, look great with ray tracing. Holy cow. Mm-hmm. They do. Uh, I, a lot of times I don't think it's worth the frame rate drop, but it's still, they look really good. If I don't have YouTube playing on another tab, I can usually get a solid 60. It's, it's bootyful. Yeah, but I have a 144 hertz monitor. I mean, yeah, so do I. And I just, anyways. Yeah, you just uh, make it run at 60. Yeah. Go, because what other games? The human you? can't see, the human eye can't see above 20 frames per second anyway. I am here. going to fly to <laughs> Illinois and smack you upside the head. Uh, uh, I, uh, what I've mostly been playing this week to despair a row with the Wrath of Reton is uh, Shenmue on my Steam Deck. And this is a great game to play, like, in between your, your NyQuil naps. Because uh, you got a little notebook on it, and when you wake up, you're like, oh, what, what was I doing last time I played? All your notes are over there, and it's it's basically telling you what to do next, or, you know, telling you to go and ask, find out what to do next. I adore <laughs> this game. Notes. Like, like, I'm at a point okay. now where I, I've memorized the map and, like, don't need to look where anything is anymore. And this is a game that really shines when it feels like home. And boy, does it feel like home right now. I, I like that you you have notes on there, and one of the notes is probably, you know, get a high score and hang on. <laughs> I mean, hey, man, I, I, there is a way to get video games for your Sega Saturn in that game. Uh, oh, I don't know exactly how to do it, but I'm sure I'll find out before I'm done playing. So I could play hang on any time. Wasn't one of the, was it Animal Crossing? One of the, like the GameCube version, you could get NES games on that? Mm-hmm. That is really cool. I like being able to unlock games like that in those types of games. It was and sweet as fucking Animal Crossing, too. Yeah. And you could do it with the e-readers stuff, like you could get cards that could and you do it swipe in. Sonic Adventure DX as well. Nice. Uh, New Horizons yeah, doesn't have anything that cool. No. <laughs> it should, but they wanted to lock all the NES and Super Nintendo stuff behind a paywall. Anyway. just haven't made a good Animal Crossing game since the 3DS. Fucking Which is a shame because New Horizons was my first one. Oh, <laughs> no. I was actually thinking about that. I'm, I'm glad you said that. Why isn't there an Animal Crossing competitor like the Walmart brand available on Steam? Uh, uh, there Rune are like Factory. 30 of those, bro. Yeah, yeah. Rune Why aren't there any good ones, in. I mean? <laughs> uh, that well, depends on, I guess, your standards, but Star there, there definitely Valley. isn't anything quite as in-depth yeah, yeah, because they're they're no, starting Valley's Valley. more of like a Harvest Moon thing. Okay, I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't consider that Animal and Crossing. What about what about Rune Factory? Isn't that Rune one Factory that's... is way too in depth? Okay, I don't think I don't think that works either. Uh, you want something more like I think it's like Cozy Island or something like that. Mm. Like that's you... the vibe I'm going for. There, there was a game they made like when the Switch first came out that was just like you're on a beach and it's summer and you have many games that are your jobs. It's all pixelated and stuff. I never played it, but I think that's sort of the the atmosphere. Yeah, there's there there are a number of of Animal Crossing wannabe games out there. There there was like a huge influx of those right around the time that everyone started realizing New Horizons had about about thirty hours of content, and then mm. you there's really no point in continuing playing it. Yeah, except to see Flick every week. Yeah, like you can you can do your your weeklies and. That's about it. It's like an MMO with no new content. 
They don't even have dailies. Boy. They don't even have dailies. It's all just one week stuff. I mean, they do have dailies, but it's like check your ATM. Yeah, it's the like log in every day to get the free coupons for furniture that we stopped releasing new furniture in the collection after like six months. So interesting. Do the same photo shoot over and over for the same prizes. Okay, man. We are going to move on to the games I played this week. Uh, I played some Overwatch, and that was that was fun. And then on Tuesday, I I messed up everybody because I forgot that Ghostwire Tokyo, while it's out already, it doesn't release on Game Pass until the 11th of April. So I was like, I'm gonna play Ghostwire, and then I pressed the button to load it, and it's like you're too early. No, you're not. Yeah, it's like nope. I was like, ah, man, because you can preload it. I think that's what got me was because you can preload it. So it shows on my little bar on the left that it's installed. But when Uh-oh. I click on it, it says no. So I I always try to log in and, and change the settings in the game before I start it. That way it's in, you know, the audio is good and the it's on borderless full screen and all that. But nope, not going to be able to do that for a couple of weeks. And then, so I played some WWE 2K23. Uh, it's still fun, but it it has a problem. The problem that I have with like JRPGs, uh, where I'm playing through the storyline, but I've done all of the side content as well. And so my guy's actually a little overpowered and can just like blow through the matches with like zero resistance, which is pretty great. But it's also like this is a wrestling game. There should be some level of competition and not just demolish like all of them being squash matches. I was actually going to say I'm surprised that's not a part of the appeal of like I'm going to make a wrestle boy and they're going to be the the unbeatable, you know? Yeah, I mean, yes, that can be part of the appeal. Same thing happens, though, in the UFC games. If you're playing through the career mode, you start out like kind of shitty and then about 30% of the way through the game, you have your stats min-maxed, basically, to where you just knock people out in, like, one or two punches. And you just then you're just, you know, going through the motions of f- facing these enemies. And I just I wish there was some challenge. I what it's like to be number one in, in the WWE. Oh, uh, yes. Yes. They, they make you, they, they legally make you change your name to Triple H once you do beat the title, though. Yeah, they do. They do make you change it to Triple H. Is is he still like the the top dog in the Wrestle no. Boys? I don't even know. No, uh, Roman Reigns is Vince McMahon. Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, speaking of wrestles, you you know how we had the uh, the the WrestleMania, right? Yeah, uh, the, the WrestleMania. Day one, yes. They're they're it's so big. It's over two days now. I I like how uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch sponsored child oh my, abuse. Oh my god. Um. Like, like some of this stuff bleeds out into my my sphere of like relevance. What do you and, mean uh, child abuse? I mean Rey Mysterio took off his belt and beat the shit out of his kid. Yeah, that was good. That was that was a good. And match. it was sponsored by Cinnamon Toast Crunch, where they're doing uh Cinemoji Toast Crunch, <laughs> where all of I, the where where it's em- emojis now. I don't want to play this game Please anymore. Kill I'm, I'm getting me. Off this ride. <laughs> And uh, one of the on the cover is Rey Mysterio's mask is one of the cinemojis you can you can eat. Yeah, I, you brought it up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then on uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, there's a new game that released that I, I don't think like we all knew about it, but we had all completely forgot that it was going to release this year, which is. Crime Boss Rock A City, which is Payday, oh, yeah. which is Payday, but they have a bunch of uh, actors from the 80s in it, and it's, it's not amazing. I have, I'm having fun with it. There's a mode where it's like a roguelike where you're trying to take over the city, so you're, you're like playing Turf Wars and you're trying to take over all of the other gangsters' turfs. And, you know, one of them is Vanilla Ice. And another one 
that you're trying to take out is uh, Danny Trejo, and so on and so forth. Um, but the voice acting's really bad, and like you would expect them to have some voice acting training, but they give the worst performances, especially Chuck Norris. It sounds like he is just reading from the script for the first time, like, all right, and now we're going to go and, and take out this person. All right, we're good. That's my giant fucking bag of money. I think I'm going to leave now. Uh, they're probably all doing the same thing that Bruce Willis has been doing for the last decade or so. Just, yeah, exactly. They're and, just sailing along, selling their name yeah. and like a half hour of their time to get a couple dozen thousand dollars yeah like he he has spoken about that and he's actually retired now uh bruce willis because he he's apparently got some dementia going on it's what's been reported but uh he you know he came out and said like hey you know you make fun of me for for making these shitty movies (laughs) to be fair they're all shitty but they're paying me like three hundred thousand dollars for like a day of work so i'll do it and yeah it's it's not bad a lot of the levels are really uh really the same like you you run through the same places all the time even with different missions and i figured out how to do the stealth mode uh we used to have a we used to have a name for this mode but we can't say it anymore we're not gonna use the name of that uh it's it's not great stealth. I figured out that you can buy silenced weapons and you can't take out guards. If you take out guards, the cops will end up coming. Uh, so those you have to apprehend, like you have to, you know, tie them detain. up. You have to detain them. And I found out with there are levels with gangsters that you're like trying to rob from the gangsters. And if you have a silenced weapon, you can shoot somebody. And even if their friend is looking directly at them. As long as you're fast enough, you can shoot their friend as well and not set off any alarms. So I found out that just murdering all the gangsters and then stealing all their stuff is the best way to go about it. And uh, it's making the game a lot easier. But it really I don't, is the best stealth technique. It really is. I would like if I had friends who would play the game, but I understand that it's it's a... It's a $40 game that you can get for $30 everywhere. Um, yeah, I, and, I, I and that's know. And that's a... If it were $20, I might be able to convince, like, Aroa to get it. Um, I was hoping it was on Game Pass. Like, I, I just got Game Pass up and running again so, so that I could see. No, it's, it's no. on Epic. Oh, fuck that shit. I ain't giving them money. Uh, yeah, so I, I bought it on Green Man Gaming. But, yeah, it's on Epic, so... I don't have a problem with Epic. A lot of people do, but whatever. I don't I don't care. It's fine. The game's fine. A lot of people are giving it really bad reviews. Like it's got it got like a three out of ten, and I was like, I don't know if it's a it's functional. <laughs> and eh, it's fine. Anyway, we're gonna move on. We're gonna talk about some news stories. Let's talk about the April Fool's story first. Um I don't think anyone actually bought this. Because I I try to avoid the internet on April Fool's Day because I just don't want to see all the fake stories. But they you did actually a, just say I'm just trying to avoid the internet. Like it's a lot better for your mental health. It really would be. But they have they have a trailer on IGN, and it's linked down below, obviously, where they're talking about the Super Mario Brothers movie voices are coming to Switch Online. Uh, they're being added to Super Mario Brothers from 1985, Donkey Kong Country, Mario Kart 8, Luigi's Mansion 3, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker, and Super Mario Odyssey. Um, and then they feature those voices over the characters in the game. So, like, they have Chris Pratt voicing Mario in the original Super Mario Brothers. Did any of you find any of these particular voices to be funny? I mean, they were I, all uh, funny, I guess. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a funny I, joke. Yeah. It's a funny joke, yeah. I, I mean, liked, the tenacious D-clips were great with the Jack Black part. <laughs> I like that, and I liked the 
uh, Seth Rogen as yes. as Donkey Kong. It's like you can't even tell the difference, and he's like, <laughs> "Yes, the Seth Rogen laugh gives me life." It was every joke I was expecting them to tell, and that and that's okay. Yeah, that is okay. It was fine. It was fine. I didn't see very many. One thing I don't like about April Fools. So I did see some April Fools things on YouTube, and they're always the same. It's yeah. it's it's always the same joke from YouTube channels being like, "Hey, we're done, we're done with YouTube." And I would uh, I would prefer if they had better yeah. a better joke, because I saw like three or four of the channels I follow had like. I'm done with YouTube. I'm giving up on YouTube. Stuff like that. And I did see someone was like epic face reveal, and it was that dude who uh, bombed the Game Awards, and I was like, "Yeah, hey, I nominate my my rabbi." <laughs> oh, that guy was that was good. Uh, we're gonna I, talk like, about. We reached out to someone for that. That that took effort. Kudos to that one. Yes. Um, but yeah, I didn't, a lot of the YouTube ones are, are bad because it's just the same joke of work with like Linus tech tips did it. Um, and then a couple other ones, at least Linus tech tips puts some effort into their, uh, into their fake videos. Like, um, they did a potato farm one this year, but then lock picking lawyer always does, uh, like I'm last year it was, um, Getting into my wife's beaver, which is a apparently the name of a candy machine, <laughs> and then this year it was um, unlocking like notebooks that were in the shape of kitties, diaries. Yeah, yeah. Getting into a girl's kitty. Yeah, it was um, pretty cringe. It, uh, and that's yeah. the point. I, he knows it. I, is. I laughed a lot at the at the rooster thing at the end, though. So <laughs> the, I laughed. I I I I laughed at that too, where he's like, "Yeah, the guys' notebooks are, you know, really easy to get into," and you know, it's it's weird though, because you know, most of these notebooks are about six inches, but mine seem to be eight inches. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, be better, be better with the with April Fool's jokes, but we're gonna move on. We're gonna talk about OBS Studio. And YouTube. Uh, apparently, oh, they're adding uh, in. Nathan, oh, mine was an April Fool's thing too. I don't oh, know if you know that or not. I did. I just I forgot to click on that tab for. I f I forgot to move them in that order. Um, I wasn't sure if you were taking that serious or not. First, I was like, hold on. No, 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 no. There is one that uh, Connor posted. I'm sorry. We're gonna move on and talk about that first before we talk about YouTube. But it won't take long. I promise. Uh, I'm not gonna do the Warhammer minute. So rah, 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 Warhammer minute. Perfect. Good. I haven't thought about the Warhammer Minute in like a decade, homie. <laughs> Anyways, um, so I know the, the the people out here listening, they know what Warhammer is from me. And I know when you think of Warhammer, you think only like the buffest macho men. Uh, Henry Cavill has Adeptus Custodes. Vin Diesel has uh, Blood Angels. David Tennant, was he's known to be into Warhammer Fantasy, for example. And uh, with the Warhammer community's official website yesterday, they are offering the opportunity to you... Uh, that the viewer, the listener, to join in with those those hunky buffs and uh, get yourself whipped into shape with their exercise Warhammer. A part of their, oh, I'm trying to remember exactly what they called it without looking at the video. It was uh, like Adeptus Exercisius or something ridiculous like that. Yeah, it's, it it's, is, uh, it's, I'm, I'm looking the fitness Warhammer so ergonomically. It is, nope. it is the Mark 19 Emperor Class Primark Fitness Warhammer, part of our new Adeptus Exercises program. Yes, nice. I love it. Oh, okay. and the if you watch the video, there were some parts at the end that had me cracking up, such as uh, misusing this product may cause great damage. Uh, properly using this product may cause great damage. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty uh, cool. Terms and conditions apply. Minus one to hit applies, which if you're using a Warhammer in the tabletop, it's a minus one to hit because it's a power weapon. Like, these guys know what they're doing. They know how to make nerds laugh. I I like this. At, at the end, it says, Results not guaranteed. This hammer is supplied unpainted and requires assembly. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it would be funny if they did a limited run where they just sold sludgehammers. I'd fucking buy one. I know. That's I know you hilarious. would. Well, yeah, just 
like I wish that Razor had actually come out with like just a limited run of of shavers in the shape of a Razor Death Adder. That would have been nice. That would be nice. Yeah, that's that would be cool to just like in the shape of a mouse. Yeah. Finally, a razor product I want to use. <laughs> it it still tracks your typing. You have to plug it into your it's keyboard. Got, it's got RGB LEDs in it. it. That was that was in the oh. in the material. Well, that's that's fun. They're, they 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 do fun things every year. Um, I Google I doesn't. Would, Google doesn't. They, they did. Used to. Blizzard uh, used to like own. Did did they even do anything this year? I, no, I know. What was it? Think Geek would always have like fake products, and then every yeah, once in a while, those products would come. You know, come I actually out. bought one of their things. Uh, Thanksgiving. I bought one of their April Fool's products one year. The uh, the light up hoodie. I ended up actually making that. Nice. Do you still have it? Big, I have it somewhere. Uh, big waste of money that was. <laughs> Why is that? But, uh, it's, it like lights up and it makes noise and stuff like that. I never actually want to use it, but it doesn't light up unless you have the noise box on. So oh. I usually just end up sitting there like an asshole with this oversized wizard hood on. You should. I I know what you should do because I know that would be a huge hit on the train. No, um, I I've yelled at people on the train for making inappropriate noise. That violates the social contract. Yes, I know. I know. Um. We're going to move on. We are going to talk about AV1 and YouTube and OBS. So there is a beta version, but I don't think it's I don't think it's fully released yet. Though it's been a week since I watched this video, so maybe it's actually released. But uh OBS Studio 29.1 will enable AV1 and HEVC streaming to YouTube um where you will be able to stream AV1 uh but Twi- uh, YouTube will change it to VP9, I think is yeah, what it's called. That's Google's internal thing. Yeah, but uh, from the videos that were posted with people who have, have used this, AV1 kicks ass. It is apparently very, very good for live streaming. You can basically cut your bandwidth in half, even even by a third and still have acceptable video quality at at like 1080p. So you could do the the Ep- it was it Epos Vox. He did a video and he was saying that like he was able to get pretty acceptable frame rate or a pretty acceptable bit rate at like 4000 uh kilobytes. It's a kilobytes or kilobits. I always get the two mixed bits. up. Kilobits. Um as opposed to 8,000, which you would need before for 1080p content, which is pretty great. Uh, I, I was talking to some people in my chat while I was streaming and talking about this, and I was like, you know, I would. Like, I don't use OBS, and I don't use YouTube, so I can't use this AV1 yet, but hopefully this will spurn, you know, XSplit and Twitch to start accepting AV1. Hopefully this will make them be like, oh, yeah, we should roll this out quicker. And hopefully that will happen. But my, you know, one of my viewers slash friends was like, hey, so are you going to switch to YouTube? And I was like, no, I'm not going to switch to YouTube. Like, <laughs> like what am I going to, like, we've already spoken about this on the podcast. Like, either I, I stream on Twitch, which is owned by Amazon, which is a giant monolithic company that I hate, or I switch to YouTube, which is a giant monolithic company that I hate, which is Google. And what what are my other options? And she was like, "Well, you could quit streaming." <laughs> and I was Mixer. like, "Mixer, oh, wait." I, I I was like, you know, here's the thing about it. Like, what am I gonna do if I quit streaming? Like, spend more time with my girlfriend? That would last one week, and my girlfriend would be like, "You you should play video games more." <laughs> you could always pick up a Warhammer hobby. Uh, <laughs> eh? Eh? No. I, I could recommend some good books to you. I, I understand that, but I don't want to get into painting Warhammers and then spending thousands of dollars like some people I know. You got a 3D printer, it's fine. I need to get a new 3D printer, but... Me too. Yeah. I, I like I kind of want to get like the one that you have, but I also just kind of want to wait and get like an 8K, you know? Yeah. 
like a super high resolution one. Yeah. Like they're getting there. It wasn't like this a couple of years ago. They're now at a point where it's getting pretty ridiculous. Yeah, it's like you can get one for like between two and three hundred dollars. That's like four K or eight K. That's like, that's about the right price for what I'd be interested in spending too. Like, damn, that's a good deal. There, anyways. And then there are some like three D printers that are coming out that are way bigger and you can print like full helmets. <laughs> it's like only and and yes, it's a lot of money, but it's still like fifteen hundred dollars for a giant resin three D printer. Whereas five years ago that would cost you like eight grand. Yep. It's fantastic. So Reeton will stop playing video games and become, I don't know, a, a full time cosplayer. <laughs> yes, exactly. So uh any did anybody have anything to say about AV one? I know we all, or at least Aroa and I have have looked into AV one, and it's a it's a great codec. But I just did anybody have any interest in actually attempting to use this? I only stream in lossless wave, so uh, this, oh, okay. this is no good to me. It'll uh, it'll be cool in like five years, whenever it's ubiquitous. Yes, exactly. Like I'll be able to run it. Uh, like, I would be able to run this because it only works right now, AV1 to YouTube, with Intel graphics cards, which I just so happen to have one. So I could actually test this out if I wanted to stream on YouTube. But Wait, so I, it doesn't work with the 4000 series? Not yet. It uh, only huh. works, it only works, in the beta at least, with Intel graphics cards. Um, So... It does not work. According to the changelog, the feature has been tested with NVIDIA, NVENC, and Intel. Uh, oh, okay. Maybe I was wrong. Uh, and Intel encoders up to 4K 60 FPS, but there is no mention of AMD support. Which I think the new... The new cards do have an AV1 encoder, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's so most likely all of this stuff is going to be once once 21 once 21 or i'm sorry 29.1 is released i am sure that amd and nvidia like they're all going to be supported at that point i i'm pretty happy about this just because i think that it's going to make xsplit and make twitch have to do it and xsplit's actually already commented somebody mentioned this to them on Reddit and Xplit commented like, "Hey, we're working on it. We'll have, we'll have some information on this shortly." Basically, so very excited about that. But we're going to move on and we're going to talk about E3. Who here is excited about E3? Anybody? Oh, oh boy, I'm so excited for my. Let me look at this note here. My favorite gaming news console uh, platform. Well, I don't, about... don't know what's happening to it. You're about to be heartbroken because E3 has been canceled this year. And uh, only oh, this on. The year. Notes are on the other side. No. <laughs> I I mean, yeah, we've back in the 2000s and then early 2010s. You know, I I would always look forward to E3. Uh when I worked at Sony, I remember us having E3 up on the monitors. Or, or on our, like, TVs while we were working. And now it's, you know, it's dead. It's been dead for the last few years, to be honest. But with more and more companies not supporting E3 because everyone has YouTube and they can just release their trailers there. It and used to make sense to have a place where everyone can centrally gather to get all of their entertainment and video game news, but... I mean, people all do their own Nintendo Directs nowadays. Yeah, and like, so Sony pulled out a few years ago. Sony decided, like, you know, we're not, we're going to do our own thing. And um, they haven't released a game since. And no games have been released for for Sony products since. Uh, I think Xbox pulled out this year. Uh, Nintendo hasn't been doing it for a while because they just had their Nintendo Directs. And those are like, if you're thinking gaming companies, you want those three to be there. And and Ubisoft, uh, a few weeks ago, yeah, confirmed that they weren't doing anything with E3 and they were going to do their own thing. And like, if you can't even get Ubisoft, then yeah, you might as well just fucking give up. 
Yeah, they're like, we're there's a lot of protests over here, uh, so we're not gonna we're not gonna be able to send anybody the, to E3. Um, I feel like this was more E3 was more of a social event in past years. It yeah, seems it, like it used, and to maybe be. maybe the pandemic changed that a little bit. I, I think it was dying even before the pandemic. If we're looking at like attendance turnouts and like 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 Reeton said, Sony dipped out even a little earlier than before the yeah. world ended. Mm-hmm. So well, they they had they had tried to pivot it into like appealing to influencers and all that just before I think in like 2018 they were trying to do that yeah and it didn't really pan out all that well it was just like okay you got a bunch of YouTubers on site now it's even less professional and there's still like no big publishers really doing anything with this so who cares well, yeah, when they it, stop, you hardly ever see any YouTube content from E3 anymore. Sure, unless it's you know some nerd walking around on the floor interviewing people as they walk past. Like it's mm-hmm. E3 totally. used to be something that was like prestigious, almost like you'd look forward to looking forward to the the content that would come out of it. And then once they released it to everyone who could pay to afford to get in, it's like, oh, it, they're just skipping the line to see it all on YouTube, anyways. Okay, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is you know in the to early 2000s to you know early 2010s it was a journalist event so you had to be part of the press to be able to get into e3 and then they started allowing you to actually buy tickets to go to e3 and that's when i think you know we all were kind of like that's not good that's that's gonna like dilute it and make it not great and so did it's been did, slowly dying did like did the youtube uh video game kind of people who who kind of would build themselves as journalists maybe that kind of bridged the gap of okay so we're going with credentialed people okay we're also going to go with youtubers who say they're game journalists and i mean was it just a slippery slope no no so here's the thing though they they actually you don't have you didn't have to be part of you didn't have to be a YouTube journalist you didn't have to be a journalist for like IGN you could just buy tickets and go. Well, yeah, but I mean, and, you said it started out as just a press thing, so mm-hmm. I was wondering if if the YouTubers kind of slipped in under the game journalist umbrella before they everything else kind of broke down. Yeah, they were there were some you had to be kind of a major YouTuber, um. Like, like a yeah. Spoonie or an Angry Joe or something. Exactly. They had to be somebody on like there that. one year, yeah. Yeah, and and so so you could get a press badge, and then you could also just buy a ticket to go. And I never did buy a ticket to go, but I'll never be able to go now. Never be able to go to my favorite event, E3. Oh, well. Well, it, everyone just, like, you you have other places now where, like, for PAX, packs is for like indie games for the most part and then mm-hmm. you'll have like one or two big name companies in there and you got like gamescom and then for all like the big breaking like oh world premiere shit uh you got what's his face doing the game awards every year so like keely there's really no yeah jeff keely yeah you, you have nowhere for e3 to fit in with the rest of this ecosystem and I'm assuming that E3 had like publishers footing the bill, like they were probably splitting up like the spots for or with like the big companies that were wanting to be on the ticket. And yeah. so, like, if you have if you have no one who's willing to put out like two or three hundred thousand dollars for the reservation of a of a room, then like how are you even going to afford to put on the event in the first place? Exactly. Whereas like, you have something like Game Awards and it's all just funded by advertising anyway. Yeah, with E3, I imagine it works like any other convention kind of like that uh, where people have to buy their spots, basically. Yeah. And like I know uh, the Portland Retro Gaming Expo, last time I checked, and I'm sure the prices have gone up because last time I checked was a few years ago, um, but like to get a small booth just like a basically a small area where you can put a table and put your merch on it. Uh, that was like $250 for the weekend. Um, and you know, that's a pretty small convention compared to E3 where it's probably like, as you said, a hundred thousand dollars for a spot at least. Yeah, If you're not setting up a booth looking to move product, you're, 
you're financially not making it out of there in the green. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they lose. They they definitely lose well, money part of the marketing on budget. Right. Yeah. Um, but they but now like they're like well nobody nobody watches E three anymore so let's not go and we'll just do our own thing and not have to spend a hundred thousand dollars or whatever. Um, let's move on. <laughs> I love this story because it's such a clickbait title. And it is. It, I was a little upset that you posted it and then. I finished the article and it was okay. Yeah. Disney has sued Dwayne Johnson and won $30 million. What? It's, it's a clickbait title. Says. Um, In December 2021, this is from DisneyDining.com. I have no idea what this website is. We will is. boo them. We will boo them. In December 2021, three top studio sued Dwayne Johnson for copyright infringement, alleging he had been operating illegal... I'm sorry, streaming sites illegally as they featured content from Disney, Universal, and Netflix that was protected by U.S. copyright laws. Who would ever do something like that? Anyway. (laughs) um, Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, Dwayne Johnson. Warner Brothers, Paramount, and Apple later joined the suit as well. Damn. It's getting sued by six major companies. Maui, how could you? I haven't read the article. Yeah, I I know. Is is the punchline that this is just a dude named Dwayne Johnson? Yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and they are the riding rock. those curtails as hard as they can. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the well, complaint, the extent of piracy was described as massive as Johnson, no relation to the actor, allegedly <laughs> operated two streaming services, uh, all-access TV and quality restreams. The services reportedly sold subscriptions to copyrighted movies and TV shows, including Harry Potter, Jurassic Park movies, uh, The Office, um, and then through thousands of live channels and video on-demand offerings. The live channel feed allowed users to access major uh, networks like HBO, Cinemax, and NBC. Consumers could download the platforms onto their devices. So, yes, they sued... A guy named Dwayne Johnson, uh, who is not Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Um, Dang, yeah. that is that is insidious. It, <laughs> oh my god, it, that's such a clickbait title. Oh, it's but of great. course, but of course, it. but of course, Dwayne the Rock Johnson is kind of involved in some controversy right now too, just because of how he's behaved with respect to like the Shazam and black Adam movies and all that stuff. And how, I don't know. It's it, people have been talking about, about him being kind of a diva about it. Yeah. I've, I've seen some of that. I've kind of, I try to avoid. Yeah, I'll be honest. I have no idea about it. What's going on. Like, um, well, is he black being Adam, a prude or black Adam sucked? Uh, <laughs> No, no, I don't. I don't think there's a suit happening. No, there's no, there, there? nobody's being sued. But basically, Black Adam sucked. Uh, did not do very well, and then Shazam, two, came out. Or, or, is it Shazam two? I, I, I think don't, it's yeah. Shazam two. Yeah. Um, oh no, you're thinking of Kazam. D- yes, Kazam with uh, with 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 Shaq. No, uh, Shazam two came out and. It also didn't do very well, but I guess The Rock was asked if he would do a cameo in that, and he was like, "No," basically, and like started kind of doing some smack talk and. Yeah, yeah. He basically said, "You know, I no, I don't want to be, I don't want to be Shazam's bad guy. I will only fight Superman." <laughs> yeah, and then, but oh, that okay. so he's pulling an Edward Norton. Okay. Yeah, but then I think they dropped The Rock. From so, so they pulled that. an Edward Norton right back to him. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's it's just it's all dumb. And then now the lead actor of Shazam is mad at The Rock because of other stuff, and I don't care. <laughs> I really don't care. But um, it was just too good of an opportunity to not bring up. Sorry. Right. No. No. No worries. Uh, it's just I I haven't been paying as much of attention to it as you would think I would because you know wrestling. But no, it's it's all it's all silly. But going back to the story, um, customers who subscribed to Dwayne Johnson's two streaming platforms enjoyed monthly plans for twenty five dollars per month. Uh, Video on demand services could be added for additional fifteen dollars per month. The suit 
brought against Johnson alleged that he knew that his actions were illegal in nature. The complaint mentioned Johnson's concerted efforts to conceal the unlawful enterprise and alleged that Johnson attempted to hide his illegal activities by using a website that had the appearance of selling VPN software. In reality, the site was used to sell monthly streaming subscriptions to customers. Can I say, that's uh, it's pretty expensive. $25 per month plus for the base plan and then adding on where it, like additional services with $15 per month? It's pretty expensive. You probably reported them for like getting tired of putting up with it. They're like, man, this is crazy. I got to get my illegal stuff somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah, start my own jelly. It's almost like, well, it's almost like people are willing to pay for a service if it does everything they want. And it sounds like this guy's service just kind of took all the major streaming sites and put everything together in one big blob and you paid a flat fee for it. Which we can't give people what they want. Otherwise yeah. they'll I don't know, give us money. That's that's why I I stopped using Netflix. Well, th that and them being douchebags, but it was mostly them being douchebags, but hard to agree. Yeah, same. My well, I I had I haven't watched Netflix in years. Like it, I But how are you going to watch the strange thing? Never seen it. Never watched Stranger Things. What? You gotta watch Strange Thing, man. You, you gotta no. run up that hill. Run up that road. Run but, up that building. But, like, I, I Netflix stopped having all the content I actually wanted to watch. Because they, they just let their licenses run out. And Big Mouth, they're kind of cringy. Nathan's yeah. like, I'm out. Yeah. Um, so it says, under U.S. copyright laws, if the infringement is intentional... The guilty party can be liable for up to $150,000 per work, <clears throat> which is a lot. So in this case, a movie, episode, etc. So a single episode of a TV show that's 22 minutes long could have the same fee as a three-hour movie. Yeah, copyright law is not broken at all. Nope. Um. According to the court documents, Johnson allegedly generated annual revenue of approximately $3 million from AATV alone. That's uh, it's pretty good. A lot of money. How many subscribers would that have been? Like, that's, that's a pretty hefty amount of subscribers that he was getting there at $25 take, a month. You could take all that money and afford, like, two streaming services with that. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, uh, we're going to move on to our last story, which is kind of annoying. Um, thankfully, I don't really use this particular service of Google, but I don't like it when companies will just randomly, without telling their customers, change their policies, and and it's it's annoying. Google. Can you imagine if a company just changed their policy and decided to keep your your data ransom? Yeah. Now, do you know how frustrating that would be? Very. Which uh, which is what happened to us with our Clinton Score Classic editing last week. Oh, man. God, I'm so pissed off about it. Well, hopefully Craig works. We, we like Craig so far. Um, so, Google Drive does a surprise rollout of file limits, locking out some users of their files. And the new file limit means you can't actually use the storage you buy from Google. This is from which, Ars Technica. This also, it, it's not new. Um, it's still really stupid. Yeah. But, uh, this had actually been happening, uh, for a little while where, um, people just suddenly couldn't add any more files to their Google drive and they would just get a generic error. And only recently Google has formalized the error. So if you have more than 5 million files in your Google drive, which I mean, that's a, That's a lot, but but if you're if you're backing <laughs> up like DLLs and stuff, right? Like super small files. Mm -hmm. I that... have a feeling if you have like something that goes out and it just like sniffs the net automatically, like I've got that hooked up to a uh, a Python script or something like that, and I'm just logging it on a Google Drive somewhere because I don't have to store it locally. Whatever, you are going to be impacted by this, and yeah. it might be time to start looking into a better way to secure your data. And what's 
fucking stupid about this. Like it would be one thing if this was like a limit on the free tier. Yeah, and they and they mentioned this in the article, but it would be one thing if it was that. But it's not even that. It's if you're paying for the like 30 terabyte fucking plan, you're still limited to 5 million files. And like granted if you're just doing a a standard backup of your entire machine to the cloud, you should probably be doing it in a more efficient way. But at the same time, you shouldn't be forced into that if you're just somebody, if you're just a dumb photographer, like you just want to keep all of your photos in the cloud backed up mm-hmm. and like, hey, maybe you're fucking crazy and you have five million different different photos or whatever. Like, I don't know. It, you, that shouldn't be, this should not be a limitation for you. No. You're You're paying for this. Photos tend to pile up too too when you are the parent of a small child with long distance grandparents. Yeah, uh, yeah, Nick Lotus has 5 million pictures of her son. And that was just from the first year. That might be be a little bit of an exaggeration, but I I mean, maybe not. You know, my, so like I helped my grandma with backing up her photos and she's got like, I think 3000 photos in her Google Photos account. Like, I I could definitely see somebody who does this, or like does photography as a profession, getting close to that. Or if you are, because I don't know about this uh, affecting businesses. Oh yeah, this also affects business accounts. Mm. That's fucking insane. Because if you're a small business and you're like a photography business, you could easily hit that, or if you're you're really any kind, like an accounting or, or whatever. Like or if you track data changes by week or by month, easily. Yeah, yeah. If you're if you're a business and you're backing up all of your users' files, and you're like, oh, I'll just use Google. And first off, bad I, idea. Bad idea. Terrible <laughs> idea. But it could be done, and that would affect people's, you know. Uh, people's small businesses, and if you have a plan between all of you and you go over 5 million files, which, which I would imagine is pretty easy to do, then you get locked out. It says here in Ars Technica, um, somebody got the got a notification that says, please d- delete 2 million files to continue using your Google Drive account. And that's so stupid. Like, Google, Google uh, responded to ours and said uh, the 5 million file cap is a, quote, safeguard to prevent misuse of our system in a way that might impact the stability and safety of the system. So it sounds like whatever file system or or permission tracking system that they have running on the back end can't handle much more than that. Because apparently this only affects uh, uh, files that are created by an individual account. So if you add a second account to the same Google One or Google Drive Enterprise subscription, they would also be able to make a bunch of of files. But also, you can only share 400,000 files on a single account. So that's not going to be terribly effective in the case that you are doing something weird like this. Like, again, realistically, you should be probably following better file archiving practices, but that just shouldn't be down to Google to make that decision for them. Google's one of the most powerful companies in the world. They can definitely engineer a way to store more than 5 million files per user in their stupid fucking cloud platform. Yeah, there's got to be a way to do it. I wonder if this isn't a little bit of them having a case of, oops, we gave them too much for free. How are we going to get some money out of them? Well, yeah, that's but that's it. thing. You're you're already paying for it. Like this yeah, is just that's... this is just a hard set limit on something in their back end. Like I, I think that this was just like a let, like a oh shit, we didn't think people would actually do this. Let me put it this way. I have sixteen terabyte uh for for one of my for my secondary computer. And I, I, I buy a hard drive or I buy my multiple hard drives and I have 16 terabytes. And then I fill up eight terabytes of that. And my 
computer's like, nope, too many files. Can't You can't actually fill up your 16 terabytes that you paid for. I would be furious. You know, what's, what's uh, also kind of funny about that is that uh, I think it was macOS actually had a problem with that for a little while. Oh, did they? Um, like new macOS or this like Apple One macOS? No, this was like, um, I want to say somewhere around like Mountain Lion, uh, probably like 2010-ish. It was not too long before they implemented Apple's uh, like Apple file system. Um, but uh, there was a problem where the operating system had a soft limit on how many files that could be open at any one time. And sometimes whenever uh, like spotlight or, or something would go to index all the files on your hard drive, it would run into that limit and suddenly you couldn't open anything or like do anything because the computer just couldn't open any more files. Interesting. And would you yeah. have to like reboot your computer to fix yeah, it? Yeah, you, you just okay. yeah, you had to restart your computer, or you you could try to find whatever was was holding everything open. But if it was like a a demon running in the background, you wouldn't even know, and you couldn't open the t equivalent to Task Manager to even check. Yeah, and it says here in Ars Technica, it says five million four kilobyte files would be around twenty gigs, gigabytes. Yeah. And I mean, I do have, I will say I do have the slightly higher plan for Google Drive, um, which I probably should just stop paying for because I never use it anymore. Um, but it, like I have the, I think it's one or 200 gigs for like $2 a month or something like that. So I'm never, like if I ha I could fill that up with four kilobyte files and not use the two dollars i pay for every month which is silly all of it's silly i also did while we were talking my entire computer um across all the hard drives i have connected right now takes up about two million files is what i have so if you're and i don't know why you would do this but if you're backing up your computer or you make a backup and you you put it on google drive do that two or three times and you could just fill up your entire um, the the storage that you have available, and Google just be like, nope, can't. You have to delete this many files. And why why this change? I kind of understand them saying, hey, we're gonna put limits on it, but not telling your users that like, hey, we're gonna put this limit, and now you have to delete two million files is silly. They yeah. should have had something like, hey. You're over the limit. We won't let you upload anything else. But you can still download, like, all the stuff that's there, you can still access until you get below that 5 million file limit. Because from what it sounds like, you can't even download those files until, like, you can just delete them. That, I wonder, I wonder if that's actually the case. If it is, that's insane. Well, that's it. Just that's what it sounds like here, but I'm not sure, because yeah. it says it says please delete two million files to continue using your Google Drive account. Not huh. you have access to stuff. You have to delete these files before you can even use it. Yeah. Um, let me see if yeah, I'm going to do a little bit of research, but I don't yeah. see anything coming up right away I'm trying to see if uh i can quickly i'm doing a i'm gonna you're gonna upload DU. four you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna upload four million files to your google drive well uh, i'm trying to see that. if i have that many files on my uh server i bet i do i did a quick winder stat but you're not gonna be able to do that on your server i bet i'm doing ncdu same uh, thing probably yeah, it, it basically, but it's going through my photo storage right now, and we're at 50,000 files, and that's uh, 83 gigs out of uh, uh, three terabytes. 
How but many I know of... just the row is anime foot photos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are Tell just your what? anime foot foot photos. Oh yeah. Uh, um, Nick Nicole, how many pictures of your kid do you have? Like, how many terabytes of pictures of your kid do you have? Is what I mean to say. I'm honestly not sure. <laughs> a um, a, a large amount of them are are on you know my my Google account, like in photos and such. I'm not quite sure how to see the amount of data that's on here though on on your google they don't drive. make it particularly easy because no. I've, I've been getting yelled at by google for the last like month because i'm at like 94 percent of my account usage uh and i i there's no way i'm paying for two different cloud storage yeah, things for, i'm already paying for uh icloud for mine well, right. it says it just says if you look over on the left when you go to drive.google.com it says 40 point one seven gigabytes of two hundred two used. Yeah, that's what I'm actually looking at right now. And yeah, it's it's giving me the the account storage almost full thing. I have twelve gigs of fifteen used. Interesting. So, and that's and probably Gmail, mostly pictures of your son. Gmail will also yell at you and be like, "You're not going to get any more emails." Which yeah. Oh, I have to clean out my Gmail all the time. Wow. I've never deleted a single email in my Gmail account. Yeah, me neither. I. I I still have the welcome to Gmail uh, email from 2006. Well, isn't that nostalgic? It, yeah. is, it is lovely. But I also have like eight gigs of emails <laughs> because of that. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I, I'd, I'd venture to guess that most of, of my data usage is pictures, and most of them, yes, are of my kid. Once in a while, a cat or a dog gets in there. <laughs> yeah, see, I, I don't have the kid, so I just take a bunch of pictures of my girlfriend's cat. It's hard to not take pictures of cute animals, though. I know, right? Right? Like, yeah. Anyway. I just have terabytes and terabytes of photos of other people's kids. I don't know what to do with them <laughs> at this point. I thought, I thought you were going to say you had terabytes and terabytes of photos of your, your painted figurines from Warhammer. Oh, that would have been good, too. I should have said that. Yeah, I got a laugh out of it, but I'm okay. That would have been less horrifying. <laughs> less creepy. Anyway, I want to thank you for being here, Nicole. Well, thanks for having me back. It's been you're good. Yeah, as I said, you're always invited. Uh, thank you for being here, Connor. It was here. I'm, I'm going to go back to bed after this, I think. Thank you for being here, Aroa. I was, I was here, too. I'm at 300,000 files, and we're just now hitting NextCloud. Oh, good. I'm sure you have at least over a million files available. Uh, and, uh, and this is only on one of my file systems. This is on Uruk. This isn't even Eridu. I, I shudder to think how many files my, my work has. Like, just in general, like how many. Because we back up all of the documents to our uh, to a drive. So when they log in, all of the documents actually are backed up to our server you have everything on a dfs yes yeah and so i bet you there are at least 10 million files probably plus we you know we uh, i work for a dentist so all of the x-rays that we take of people are stored somewhere anyway uh, I've been your host, Nathan Reinspruth, and we'll be back next week talking about more stuff. Thank you for being here, guys. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. So uh, we watch anime. No, we don't do that anymore. So he is, uh, he, is, he is dead to us. <laughs>